Would it be inappropriate to tell the people that are outside? Number one, they're too close to each other. They need to back up. Number two, to stop mowing lawns because it's really distracting for me. Is that selfish? Probably. I'm looking out my window, and uh, I get a, a nice view of pretty much, you know, just neighborhood activity. And I always see these people that are like construction workers or landscape or whatever and they're so close to each other and it gives me so much anxiety like back up back up unless I mean if they want to be close to each other for other reasons that's none of my business um but these are the things that I worry about now I never worried about people being too close to each other unless someone was too close to me like in line at Target but this is different like back up no masks I, I mean, this is the new normal, right? Like, I saw this thing the other day. I don't know how uh, accurate it is, but it was like, if and when teachers go back to work, like, everyone's going to have to wear masks. And I was like, all right, I mean, maybe. That seems a little weird. Uh, like, the kids can wear masks. I'm all about that. That way I don't have to see them chewing gum like a washing machine going. Um, but how can they hear me? Then again, I could probably mouth various curse words and they wouldn't know. So that feels right. You know what? Let's take it for a spin. Let's see what happens. <laughs> anyway, um, let's do a little bit of a recap. Nothing's changed. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, really nothing's changed besides the fact that we got groceries delivered the other day and that was quite the experience. I expected it to be way more stressful and it wasn't. We had... Uh, two different people, because it was two different stores that we ordered from, and one lady, so nice, she dropped off our groceries, we unload everything, not paying attention to a damn thing. Like, 20 minutes later, our doorbell rings, and I, like, look out the, I had, I was cleaning the oven, so I had all my windows open, because it smelled so bad, and, um, I heard, I, I, like, you know, the doorbell rang, and I ran over to the window, and she was like, hi, sorry, I just, I forgot a bag, um, you know, sorry about that, and I was like, oh, no worries, like, be safe, whatever, and I was like, wow, what's worse, one, did not realize that we were missing anything, because I don't check anything, I just assume everything is fine all the time, um, and two, it was just a bag of frozen french fries, um, and I was so happy when I saw that they were there, I was like, oh my gosh, the, the french fries, like, didn't know they were missing, but once I realized that's what was the missing item, like, so much joy over fries, and, you know, maybe this is just a new low, but let's be honest, I, I would get excited over food regardless. Um, what else is new? Oh, um, I got Bath and Body Works candles delivered to me yesterday, and that is the peak of this quarantine so far. Hear me out. I like four things. There are four things that I like in this world. Items. Books. I'm reading a ton. Books. Coffee, obviously. Candles. And donuts. That's it. That's it. I mean, okay, there's more. Dogs and my husband and, 
you know, I don't, whatever. But those are like the main four, like silly items that I love. And candles are like an addiction to me. And I'm not saying that lightly. At any given moment in this house, I have 30 candles ready to go in, in, a, in a little storage thing. 30. And if I get below, like, 15, I start to shake. I have no idea where this came from. I have no idea how this started. Um, but it's a problem. But listen, my rationale is I could be spending money on things that are way worse, right? Way worse. Um, so the problem of with being home is that I'm burning candles, like, 20 hours a day. Uh, that's exaggerating, but you get what I mean. But literally the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep, there's candles burning in the house. And I have one on each floor. So there's three candles burning at any given moment. Um, so I use them quicker. So I'm like, no pun intended, burning through these candles. And I was starting to get like, hey, we don't, we don't have that many candles. I look in my little storage thing and I'm like, there's only 12. And as I said it, I was like, mm, well, probably shouldn't have said that. Um, luckily, Frank just like, he's given up. He's like, okay, yeah, just order some more. But here's my problem. Bath and Body Works. That's where I get my candles. And if you get your candles at Yankee Candle, you need to stop doing that right now. You need to go to Bath and Body Works and you need to get your life changed. Because they are hands down the best. Yankee Candle, I don't care. You burn it halfway, it stops smelling good. There's no smell. You're now just smelling like sadness in the air. Bath and Body Works, down to the last drop. And they're so much better. But, listen, I'm not made of money. They're expensive. $24.50 for a three-wick candle. That's Well, it's the size of my head, but still. So I only buy them when they're on sale. And normally, Bath and Body Works is always having a sale. Always. I get their emails every day. In fact, I get them twice. And... There every day it was like candle sale, candle sale, this sale, this, and I would go there uh, very often. Okay, very very often. Um, but now obviously I'm not going anywhere. So the point is, obviously Bath and Body Works sells other things that I have no interest in. They sell soap and they sell lotion and whatever glitter, antibacterial gels, right? Um, no interest in any of those things. However, during this time, that's all anybody cares about is soap and, and, and antibacterial gel, right? So Bath and Body Works is using this to their advantage, and they're like, sales on soap, sales on body care, sale, sale, sale. And I'm like, where are the candle sales? Every morning I get an email, and I'm like, nope, still nothing. There's a point to this, I promise. Actually, there really isn't, but whatever. What else are you doing? You have nothing to do. You just listen to me. Um, so... I was talking to my friend about this, and I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why aren't these on sale? What they need to do is make... Because, listen, you need soap, right? Everybody wants to wash their hands. Make the soap full price because people need it. Don't put that on sale. Make it full price. Then, because people are like, oh, I need to buy soap. Let me, like, go on Bath & Body Works. Then you surprise them with a nice coupon on a candle to make them happy right? I was talking about this and I was very passionate about it, obviously. So then like two days later, I get an email from Bath and Body Works and the, the subject line is like, hey, we heard you. Now, 
sounds creepy. I knew they weren't exactly talking to me. More people must have had the same idea of like, hey, where are the coupons for candles? Where's the sale? Well, they listened, and I was ex- I was so excited. So, and listen, the sale wasn't even that good. It was like $10 off a candle, and immediately I had like 12 candles in the cart, and I was like, you know what? Let's narrow it down to just a few. Long story short, candles came yesterday. I was happier than a kid on Christmas, and I can't wait to burn some. Now, I have like a, a hierarchy of, of candle burning where I need to go through the ones that I don't like that much in comparison to the others before I use the good ones. So I'm still working through the holiday scents because that's how many I have, that I still have ones from like fall and Christmas and you know, just frozen lake is what sugared snickerdoodle, whatever. Like I should be, I should be burning like spring scents, but no, I'm too big. I got, I have a candle right now in my living room that has a reindeer on it with Christmas lights around its antlers. That's not good because it's pretty much the summer, but nobody's here. Nobody's coming over to see it. So mind your business. Anyway, just had to get that off my chest. Um, so those came yesterday. I was very excited. Um, <laughs> speaking of candles, I saw this thing on Good Morning America. I've been only really trying to watch that because there's like news mixed with happy things. And one thing that they're focusing on, which I love, is um, small businesses. And every day they have a deal with small businesses, which I'm, I'm going to talk about small businesses in a second, but we'll, I'll get there. Um, and they had this really cool thing where it's a candle and when you're done burning the candle, it comes with this little package of seeds and you use the vase that the candle was in and you can now repurpose that vase and it gives you like wildflower seeds and and then you have like a cute little plant. And listen, I'm not much of a plant person. I'm really trying to be. I've, I think I'm the only person in the world that's killed a succulent plant that they live off of nothing. They live off of like a drop of water every six years. And guess what? dead. Killed six of them. Nope, that wasn't, you didn't, don't rewind, six. Um, and I, I, whatever, I'm trying. So my best friend Sarah is such a plant lady. She, I, I, I mean, she's just, she's lovely. But the, the funniest part about her is that, like, I never would have known that about her. Um, like, I don't know. It, it, there's more to the story. It's just, she's just so funny. And, she loves plants. Like, her apartment is filled. Filled. Looks like the Rainforest Cafe. And um, I'm trying to be like her in many aspects of my life, but that in particular. Um, so I saw this on Good Morning America, and I was like, oh my god, Sarah would love that. So I buy it, and then immediately I'm like, hey, I want one too. Because, again, I'm trying to live vicariously, you know, like Sarah. And... I want to try to be a plant person. So what way, you know, so anyway, they're coming today. Very excited. Anyway, anyway. Um, Ooh, I promised, I promised Frank that I would stop referring to this podcast as a dumpster fire. When I said it last episode, he got so annoyed with me when I like stopped recording. He's like, you really need to stop doing that. Like everything was fine you know, you, and then you go and you say that, like, stop doing that. And I was like, okay, sorry. Like I, my humor is very self-deprecating. Like that's the way in which 
I can cope with things. It's just like making fun of myself and, and being almost like ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, being in on the joke. I drive a Fiat for crying out loud. I am in on the joke. Um, but anyway, I made a promise that I wouldn't do that anymore. So let's just all try to make sure I don't do that. Um, all right. So let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty, shall we? Um, I really want to talk about something that I've been seeing a lot, um, like on social media and, um, various outlets. And I feel like this global pandemic has turned into who can quarantine the best. And I really just feel like it's a crazy place to be. Uh, I think there needs to be a little bit more reality when it comes to the way in which people are dealing with this. And that means that everybody's dealing with it differently. And I think it's very, I mean, just like anything in social media, it becomes a competition. Who has the best vacation? Who has the best lunch? Who has the best relationship? And it, it all... You know, that's that's what we're used to seeing. And now, because nobody's really going out and having the best brunch ever, or going on the best vacation, or having the best date night, we've resorted to comparing our quarantine. And I just feel like that's a little bananas. And again, like, for real, like, who's baking the best banana bread? Like, that's what we're turning into. And listen... I'm baking banana bread. I'm I'm doing things, right? But I think the 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 hard part about this is that this has now become well who's who's living a better life right now? And in reality, like we're all struggling and and I think that that's something that we need to we need to really dive into. Um so before before I kind of go off on a tangent, um I wanted to talk about things that for me personally, because I keep it real as much as I can. I really try not to sugarcoat things about myself because I feel like if I'm going to come on here and I'm, I'm going to, you know, talk about things like I should be in the trenches and I should be, you know, honest about it. So some things that I think that I'm working really well with during this crazy time, um, a few things that I think I'm, I'm doing pretty well and I, and Hopefully this can help somebody too, right? Um, I'm trying to stick to a routine more than ever. So a couple episodes back, I talked about the importance of sticking to a routine. Like and I, how I got up every day at the same time and I did this and I did that. And I'm still doing that. Now, full disclosure, I'm not getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning anymore. When I was going to work, like physically going there, of course I was um, waking up early. But now, because my commute is six steps to the next room, I, I don't get up that early, but I am still getting up early so that I'm not rushing to work. And the rushing meaning like, oh, it's 7.55 and I need to be ready for my kids at 8. Um, so I'm really trying to stick to a routine as best as possible, especially in the morning. Um, so like getting up a little bit earlier, like maybe 7, um, you know, getting myself ready. So meaning I get dressed for the day as soon as I get up. Now, I'm not a psycho. I'm not wearing jeans and I'm not wearing it like not, my hair and makeup aren't done. The extent of me um, getting ready is like washing my face, brushing my teeth, putting on workout clothes, because as soon as work is over, that's when I do my workout. Um, and so I, I'm getting dressed, but I'm not, like, dressed to impress. 
the extent of, of what I, like any sort of grooming has been me blow drying my hair and that's pretty much it. I've been putting on makeup only when I have to be on a video call, um, like for meetings and things. Um, but I'm, I'm ready for the day. What I'm saying is I'm not wearing the same pajamas that I slept in all day long. I like to at least feel like I'm ready. I'm still making my bed every single day. Um, it's just such a small thing that makes me feel way more productive than I actually am. Uh, this one is actually, it's going to sound really silly to other people, but for me, it is something that I struggle with. Um, eating three real meals a day. Um, I'm doing so much better at this. Now, don't get me wrong. I love food more than I love most things. Um, but I do struggle when I'm not in a routine, like when I'm not at work or, you know, following a normal schedule, things tend to just kind of like fall to the wayside. So like when I'm at work, it's very easy for me to be like, okay, I eat breakfast before I go to work. Then I have a snack at whatever time. Then I eat lunch. Then I come home and then I eat dinner. Like it's easy for me to follow that. But when I'm just home, some people have the like, oh, I'm eating all day long. And I've never been that type of person. I'm not really a snacker. I don't, I don't reach for cookies. I don't reach for, for chips. I don't reach for any of those things. I just reach for nothing. And it's not like I'm starving myself. It's not like I have an issue. I just don't get hungry and I don't eat until I'm like starving and it's like seven o'clock at night. Um, and I've been really trying to get better. And I think I'm doing pretty well of, eating breakfast and then eating lunch and then eating dinner and making sure that those are real meals, not just like garbage food, like actual food. Um, so that I've been, ooh, oops, I've been better at that. Um, I'm still working out every single day. That has not changed and it will not change. Um, some days are intense workouts. Some days are going for a walk. Some days are yoga. Um, and whatever that looks like, as long as I'm doing something, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm still doing my gratitude journal every morning. I'm, you know, that's still something that I don't think is ever going to change. Uh, I'm reading a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Whenever I said, whatever episode that was where I said to Frank that I read 272 books and I was like, eh, it's not that much. Since then, I think I've read like six books. It's just something that I never have time. I, I love reading so, 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 so much. Um, and I try to make time, but during like the hustle bustle of, you know, normal life, sometimes I don't get to do it as often as I'd, I'd like to. So now I'm really trying to take advantage of like an hour a day of, of just reading. Um, I'm, I'm doing really well with my mindset and I think I'll, I'll dive into that in a little bit, but trying to stay positive, like really, really trying to stay positive. Now that doesn't mean that everything is rainbows and butterflies and sunshine because it's absolutely not. Um, but you can be positive and still be realistic at the same time. And that's kind of where I, where I am. Um, while also giving myself a break, like extending grace to myself, like just trying to be gentle with like how critical I am of myself sometimes, especially in this setting, which I think, um, I'll definitely talk about more, but I, I, I think because everybody's comparing everything with each other, like who's quarantining the best, it's really easy to be critical of what you're not living up to. Um, and you're creating like an expectation for yourself to be, to be acting a certain way while you're home. And I've been really trying to be more nice to myself about the way in which I'm, I'm kind of just surviving this. Um, and I'm doing really well with 
still going to therapy. Now I'm obviously doing it um, through video chat, um, but I made a decision a really long time ago when I decided to go to therapy that I wasn't going to be shameful about it. Like I wasn't going to have shame. I think there's a lot of stigma and shame against um, against therapy or toward therapy. Like, oh, like it's like this dirty word. Like, oh, you go to therapy? And it it should not be that way. So I made the decision a while ago that if I was going to go to therapy, I wasn't going to pretend like I wasn't going and I wasn't going to be embarrassed about it um, because it's something that I think everybody should do. Because I used to think that therapy was for broken people. I used to think that therapy was for people with really, you know, gut-wrenching issues. And because I don't, I didn't have, or I, you know, at the time didn't have things that seemed that important, um, to talk to somebody about professionally, it almost was like, well, it just, it's just going to sound like I'm complaining and I don't want to go. Uh, I don't need it more than, you know, like other people need it. And I had to realize that my need to go to therapy should not be in comparison to other people's needs to go to therapy. My need is what I'm dealing with and I need help dealing with those things, regardless if it's something that would seem insignificant to someone else. So I made the decision of going, and I was going to go all in. So I I will talk to you till the till, you know till the cows come home about therapy because I believe in it, and it's something that has tremendously helped me. And I'm not going to be embarrassed or ashamed to admit that, and nobody else should be. Um, so that those are the things that I think I'm doing really well with. On the flip side, there are things that I am absolutely still struggling with. Um, one of them is still sleeping. Like, I am not sleeping. And it's so frustrating because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I want to sleep. But I can't. And I, I have this block. Like, I'm telling you, I have done pretty much everything when it comes to trying to sleep. Like I'm at the point where I've like summoned Greek mythology, Greek gods, and they've sprinkled their pixie dust uh, of magic sleeping beans onto me. And I'm still looking at them like, yeah, okay. And, and it's so frustrating. And it's even more frustrating because I mean, besides last night, cause Frank and I both had trouble sleeping last night, but Frank can fall asleep before his head hits the pillow. Like, he's not even in bed yet, and he's, like, snoring. And I'm sitting there like, can I get away with murder? It's so frustrating. Like, I'm telling you, I've got the essential oil diffuser with the the sleep magic oil, right? I've got melatonin. I've got CBD oil. I've got the lavender lotion that you lather your whole body. You bet, I might as well be drinking it, okay? I have everything. I have the, I'm trying to, you know, wind down earlier. I've got the, the sleep time tea. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm, everything. Everything. The minute I hit the pillow, my head hits the pillow. It's like, I don't hit the pillow like with my fist. My head falls onto the pillow. I'm literally like, I'm singing the Star Spangled Banner in my head. Like that, it's so irritating. Um, so I, it's, it's something that I'm still struggling with and I don't know the answer. And I mean, if someone could just like knock me over the head with a frying pan, I think I'd be okay with it. Um, I'm struggling with staying off technology. Um, I know I just said about, you know, not looking at my phone before I go to bed and that's something that is helping. Um, but I'm still 
looking at my phone way too often. It's giving me headaches. Wait, going back to not sleeping. Guys, this is how desperate I've become. But also, this is great. Now, if you know me, you know that my number one, number one celebrity man of my dreams is Nick Jonas. This has been the case since I was like 11 or 12, and it will not change. Chris Evans, you are a close, close second. Um, but Nick Jonas, you know. So this is, there's a point to this. There actually is. So I, like I said, love to read and I love to listen to books too. I, that's what I'm usually listening to when I'm going for a walk or in the car or whatever. And I had just finished an audiobook. Um, I finished, it's called Get Out of Your Own Way by Dave Hollis, and it was fantastic. Um, I highly recommend that. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for this walk. I need a new audiobook. So I went on to Audible, and I'm like browsing, and I, you know, I picked the one I wanted, and then I see, you know, and like recommended for you, it's like they knew, recommended for you, um, and it said something like, um, like, relax series or something like that. So there's all these, like, relaxing stories you can listen to um, to help you either, like, meditate or sleep or focus. There's, like, all of these different categories. And um, anyway, the number one recommended for me was a story narrated by Nick Jonas. And I was like, um, say no more. So it was free. You know, it's a free thing on Audible. And it's Nick Jonas telling a story about, like, a baseball game or something. And it doesn't even matter. Like, you don't even have to know the ins and outs of, like, the story because there's no clear... I mean, there is, like, a clear beginning, middle, and end, but it's okay if you just kind of, like, listen and not have to necessarily follow it. It's amazing. Now, is it helping me sleep? Don't really know. However, falling asleep to the voice of Nick Jonas is not a bad thing to try is all I'm saying and Frank is mostly supportive of it I think he thinks I'm a little insane but I, he knew that before so let's just let's just roll with it um listen that if that helps me sleep it's it can't it's got to be an every night thing um so it's called I think the perfect swing or something like that um amazing the voice of an angel you know what I mean like oh hold me back anyway struggling with sleep, but Nick Jonas is helping. Um, my phone, like I was talking about before, is becoming a really big issue. I'm checking it. I'm scrolling. I'm watching videos. Like, there's so, I'm just always, always, always on it. And my head is pounding during the day. And I'm like, why does my head hurt so much? Well, it's my phone. And I know I talked a lot about staying off your phone, you know, previously, but this is so hard. It's like, what else are you doing? So I'm really, really, really trying to be mindful about it. And I've started just keeping my phone on do not disturb. It's way easier. And if anybody really needs to get in touch with me that badly, like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I have alerts for certain people when they um, call or text that I'll get their um, message, but I just can't do it. It's like, it's just too much. Um, I'm also struggling with like an irrational sense of fear. Like, this fear that something's going to go wrong, this fear that someone's going to get sick, this fear that, you know, fill in the blank. And it's, it's rooted in nothing. Like, I've, I know people that have been 
you know, tested positive. I know people that are sick right now. And, but nothing has, knock on wood, like personally affected me or my immediate family. And I just, this fear of somebody getting sick is, is constantly occurring. And I'm sure other people can relate to that too. Um, but it's just something that is like, I'm really struggling with like talking myself out of it. Like don't spiral, everything's okay. And you know, one thing that kind of set me over the edge, and I, I should have checked to make sure that I could talk about this, but I'm sure that it'll be fine. My cousin, um, my cousin David, he does the same work as my husband. He does heating and air conditioning. And, you know, he's still working too. And he had a, a work-related accident last week where he um, he needed surgery. Like, he's completely fine, and I'm so, so grateful and, and happy. But when I found out that he got hurt at work, like, I... You would have thought I was spiraling, like, oh my God, he's going to go to the hospital. The hospital's so dangerous. And what if it is? And he's so, he's all by himself. And, and it was like, it was, oh, I keep hitting this microphone. It was unreal. Like for like a solid, oh my gosh, this microphone, I'm sorry. If, if, if you're not hearing any difference and it's just me telling you, I'm sorry. Um, it was like 15 or 20 minutes of me just like hyperventilating about my cousin being in the hospital all by himself. And I had to, like, talk myself out of it of, like, he's okay. You spoke, you texted with him. He's fine. He's 20-something years old. I, in reality, I'm so sorry. I have no idea how old any of my cousins are that are younger than me. None. Like, my cousins, Vincent, David, and Maria, like, they could be anywhere between 12 and 25. I have not a clue in the world. And every time I try to like, okay, well, if I'm this age, that means David is this age and Vincent is this age. And, and I'm like, you know what? I have nothing. I literally have nothing. Um, I, I love them with every fiber in my being and they're the, the best, but I'm just like, how old are you? How old are you? And I'm sure they say the same thing about me, but it's just like, I have no idea. Like, I know you're old enough to drink a beer and I know that you're old enough to drive a car, and I know that you're old enough to work. But I also, it's so at this point, Vincent and David could, could be anywhere between 21 and, and 45. Um, Maria, I, I'm 14 years older than her, 14 years older than her, but that's all I got. Don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I'm, I was struggling with this fear of, of him being by himself and him being hurt and and he's home now, and he's completely fine, and I, I, it took me, like, a few minutes to just be, like, chill out, like, he's okay, um, and I think it's all just rooted in this unknown, and it, and something that I'm, I'm, you know, having a hard time with, um, I'm also having a really hard time with, like, shutting down and disassociating, like, if something bothers me, I'm not dealing with it head-on, I'm, like, just completely shutting down, like putting my nose in a book or taking a nap or, you know, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to feel things because I'm afraid I think of what it's going to be like, not trying to sound all like, you know, dark and gloomy, but like, instead of dealing with the fact that I was afraid for, for David and I was spiraling instead of being like, it took me a while. Thankfully I had therapy that day and I was able to get out of it. But I was very much ready to just like tune out the world because I was, I was dealing with that fear. Um, and I think a lot of people can probably 
relate to this feeling of like not being able to process through these emotions and just like shutting down or or disassociating yourself from the feeling and I mean I think it's going to take practice of like allowing ourselves to feel whatever we need to about this whole situation um with that being said I'm also struggling with um getting really easily frustrated by things or by people or getting easily angry at nothing. Um, like I'm having a hard time practicing patience with, other, with people and whether that be like work related, like my students, like I, if I get like six emails in a row, like I'm, I'm so angry. Um, but they don't know that six, that this kid who's sending me an email doesn't know that five other kids sent an email at the same time. So I'm trying to, be better at like patience, um, but I'm getting really easily frustrated. And last but not least, which is kind of the whole point of this, is that I'm really struggling with comparison. And this is not something that's a new concept by any means, but it's taken on a new life when it comes to this quarantine because now I'm not comparing, you know, my body to, to this person's body or my, you know, my hair to her hair or my whatever. Now it's like, who's quarantining the best. And I think that I think that there's been so much positivity on social media right now, which is like a nice refreshing change from the the stuff that we normally see. Um like my my cousin's girlfriend Alyssa is she created this amazing amazing movement and it's it's called support small support all. And what she has it's just it's such an incredible idea. What she has done is she's trying to support small businesses right now. So she is taking donations, and with those donations, she's buying gift cards to all the small businesses that, you know, she's supporting a bunch of different small businesses, and, like, so many. And so she's taking these donations from people. Like, let's say I donate, you know, 100 bucks to her, let's say. She then buys $25 gift cards from these small businesses, and then she gifts those gift cards to um, essential workers, like medical, you know, nurses and doctors and anybody that's working, like, in the medical field right now. Amazing. Amazing. And if you want to support that, go on Instagram. It's uh, support small, support all. And so, like, that's such a positive thing that we're seeing, right? But I think there's also a bit of quiet comparison and almost like competitiveness to who's doing quarantine the best. And I feel like that's like a very dangerous place to be. Like we're all comparing ourselves all of the time, no matter what. And this does not need to be a thing that we include in that, right? I think we're like seeing people be super productive and creative and, you know, they're making things for their house and they're, you know, DIYing and they're, you know, organizing every cabinet in their house. And if we're not doing that, it makes us feel inadequate. And I think that that like needs to be said, like, it's okay that you're not doing that. Like I was getting so crazy about like, I have to do something productive every day. And then I was like, wait a second. No, I don't. Because I'm also still processing what's going on. And everyone's struggling. Everyone. Everyone is digging themselves out of some sort of hole some days. And other days are better. And it's like, it's like we're on this roller coaster that we did not ask to get on. We didn't want to go on the roller coaster. We didn't even want to go into the park, but here we are, right? And we need to figure out how to deal with being on this ride for as long as we're on it. So 
th- that could mean that you're enjoying it and that could mean that you want to get off and like some days are better than others so I mean I've been doing a lot of reflection over the past two weeks and like really diving into figuring out how I'm in my own way majority of the time especially now and I mean of course I was I was listening to Rachel Hollis speak on organization and she was focusing on three types of organization like organizing organizing your personal space organizing your thoughts and organizing your direction like a vision that you have and it was pretty eye-opening like the obvious organization tips were there but it also took a deeper dive into the emotion behind organization um and one thing that really stuck with me and i actually wrote it down was and this was her quote i understand that I cannot shame myself better. Meaning, like, I can't berate myself and expect to be better from, that, from being berated. I can't speak, you know, I can't continue to shame myself into a better wife. I can't shame myself into becoming a better daughter, sister, friend, teacher, whatever. I can't speak terribly to myself about about my body and think that's what's going to make me more secure like I can't look at myself in the mirror and go oh you're disgusting and then think that that's going to make me want to be better like I you can't berate yourself into the best version of yourself it just doesn't work and she equated it to like a boot camp coach yelling at you when you're working out and how that works for some people But it didn't work for her, and it definitely does not work for me. I do not respond well to that. I do so much better when there's positive praise and and in a healthy way, like, you're doing great and keep it up and, you know, do what you can and, you know, really positive, positive feedback. And I, I was speaking to my therapist about the same exact thing, ironically, last week, because we were, we were talking about, um, how, we're, we're talking about how I am constantly yelling at myself or speaking poorly to myself about how I am in social situations where I'm always asking myself, like, did I talk too much? And when you go to that place, make sure you don't talk too much. And did you give that person an equal opportunity to speak? And, and you know, uh, are people mad at me? And is it because I did this? And really just, like, not, um, not speaking nicely to myself about the way that I am. And she put it, my therapist put it very, very simply for me. She said, let's, let's pretend that there's like a child next to you. Right. And that child falls down. Right. Do you yell at the kid for falling? Like, oh yeah, you fell and don't even bother getting up and might as well never try to to run run or walk or be better and, you know, just stay on the ground and I don't care that you're hurt and you need to suck it up and be better. Or do you acknowledge that child's feelings and acknowledge that, you know, that they're hurt? Like, oh, you know, I know that that probably hurt, but it's okay. Keep going and and get up and try again and, and you 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 praise the child and you console the child and you comfort the child. You don't give the kid criticism, right? So why are we not talking to ourselves like that? Why aren't we treating our, ourselves like children in the sense of comfort? Like, she, you know, she really, my therapist talks a lot about 
your age is not your emotional age. So if you're 30, right, like you're not, your emotions are not that of a 30 year old sometimes. Like we reserve, we um, revert back to childhood when we um, are feeling like we need to be consoled or comforted. And your emotional age is way, way younger than your true age. Um, and she, you know, my therapist had challenged me to instead of when I am presented with an opportunity to be critical, instead treat myself like the child that needs my comfort. And I think that we can all use that right now. Um, and I think we really need to understand how important that is when it comes to this competitiveness that we have about like who's doing quarantine the best. Like this is not a productivity contest. This is not a, oh, you know, so-and-so is doing, you know, uh, seven miles a day and, and if I'm only going for a walk for 30 minutes. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. Or if I didn't work out at all today, I'm, I'm garbage. Like I'm a waste of life. No, you're not. Stop that. Right? Like this quarantine is a privilege for some of us. Hear me out. Not that this is a good thing that's happening by any means, but a lot of us are getting the time that we always wished for. Oh, if only I had the time to sit and read that book. If only I had the time to spend with my kids. If only I had the time to pay more attention to my partner, right? And, I mean, you have it, right? I mean, only if it's if it's working for you, I mean, if, if you're healthy and you you really are, you know, you're kind of in the same boat as me where like, you know, the bad things are happening, but right now it's not directly affecting you. Right. And for some other people, like, okay, some of this is a privilege for, for some, and for others, it might be the hardest that you've ever worked in your entire life. Right. If you're an essential worker right now, and if you work, you know, in a, in a, in a medical setting, oh my God, this is the craziest time of your life. Right. And for most of us, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I have some moments where this quarantine is a privilege. And I have other moments where I've never worked so hard professionally. And, you know, in that in-between comes this need to show people that we're okay. And, in fact, we're more than okay, right? Like, we're killing it. And this need to compare, that's when it comes into play. Like, yes, I am making banana bread, and I am working out, and I am taking walks, and I, I do have the best marriage, and I'm writing letters to the elderly, and I'm donating time and money, and I'm cleaning my entire house, and better yet, I built a house, right? So top that, suckers. Like, that's what I'm seeing, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you see what I mean? It's become a contest, and it's got to stop, right? It has to stop. Because we're all doing our best. We're all doing our best. And we're doing the best that we can. And, and you know, like, that manifests itself differently for everyone. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. That's what, that's what it should be doing. For me, personally, I'm, I'm trying, right? And that's all I can ask. Like, I have non-negotiables for myself. Like, working out every day is a non-negotiable. I don't care what's going on. This is something that I've been doing way before we went into quarantine, and it's more important now than it has ever been, ever. And it's not about the way I look. Okay, I mean, it, on some level, there's probably an insecurity being fed there, but that's my therapist's job to tackle, not you. Um, but it's mostly about how I feel after I go for that walk, or after I do some yoga, or after I do an intense workout, right? The stress relief is what I'm looking for. And that's what's super important for me right now with all of this unknown going on. But I'm not like, 
oh, hey, everybody, look at the workout I'm doing. Like, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares that I have a resistance band and I'm, you know, I'm in my living room on a, on a yoga mat. Nobody gives, nobody gives a shit. Sorry, dad. Um, so it's just like, like, why the fuck are we so worried about what everybody thinks? And I mean, in general, yes, but like now, now, why the hell is it important that somebody is, is living their best life and somebody else is not doing anything? Like, this is the craziest thing that I think I've ever been a part of in my life. Like, I've never, I never thought that this would happen, right? Like, there's been terrible tragedy in my lifetime, right? There's been 9-11, there's been wars, I've, there's been, you know, I've had, I've dealt with you know, friends dying, and I've dealt with seeing people addicted to drugs, and I've dealt with X, Y, Z, right? My family being ill and, and breakups, and I, you know, the, the, the hard, 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 unimaginable stuff and the stuff that you go through. But I never saw this coming, right? So there shouldn't be this disclaimer of like, oh my gosh, like everybody, you know, stay home and and be healthy and be safe, but also make sure that everyone on social media knows that you're killing it, right? Um, it's, it's really difficult. And I think that we all need to be really graceful with ourselves. And if you're struggling with that, like I was and I still am, I, I really struggled with feeling like I needed to be productive every single day at home. Because if I was home, that meant that, you know, I needed to use the time that I don't normally have. Like, I can't clean my house the way that I want to clean my house when I'm at work, right? And, you know, I come home and there's so much to do when I go to bed and blah, blah, blah. Now that I'm home, if I just sit around, it makes me feel like I'm lazy and I'm less than. Like, I should be taking advantage of this time. So I was really burning the candle at both ends, like, the first couple of weeks that, you know, I was home. Like, okay, I need to clean my entire bathroom and then I need to, you know, make sure that there's no laundry and then I need to make sure that, you know, X, Y, Z, like these elaborate meals were being prepared because I'm home and I can cook them. And I really had to stop because I was driving myself crazy. So I've, I've really been trying to be a little bit more graceful with myself. And instead of like create this crazy to-do list for every single day, I've decided that I, I just give myself Every day, I give myself three tasks, just three. I have, like, other ones for work. I do three for work, but they're not really applicable here. Um, but three things every day. And some days are more involved, and some days are not intense at all. And I only give myself three things to do because that feels manageable to me. Um, so it could look like, you know, it could look like this. Every day, the first thing on my list, no matter what, is move my body. So doing some sort of workout every single day. Um, it could be like move my body, unload the dishwasher and read for a half hour. Like that could be a to-do list for me. And another day, you know, move my body, clean all the bathrooms and, and drink 50 ounces of water. I try to drink 50 ounces of water a day. Um, th that's it. And like, they might, they might seem like silly, you know, things to put on a list, but it, what's, it's what makes me feel like I accomplished something, but I also didn't, you know, overwhelm myself for failure, right? Like if I put 17 things on a to-do list and I accomplish four of them, I feel like I didn't do anything. But if I put three things down 
and I complete all three and then I end up doing one or two more things that weren't on the list, that makes me feel like I did more um, and I, you know, I used my time. Um, I feel like I've won if I do those three things. And if I tackle something else, um, that's great. But I don't feel pressure to have to do it all. Because, again, this is not a contest of who's doing life better, right? There's no winner. There's, like, who's winning this right now? No one, right? Like, you painted every room in your house. Good for you. Good for you. You baked 16 banana breads, right? And you delivered them to all your neighbors. God bless. I have literally no negative thoughts about that. None whatsoever. You do you, right? But if your day looked like you were able to take a walk and change out of your pajamas, I'm equally as proud of you, right? Some days, I'm the first person. So, like the painting of the house. I mean, I'm not painting my house, but some days I kill it right? Like the other day, Frank and I, we drove to Holland Ridge Farms and we picked up tulips and we delivered them to our family, right? And then I, I baked, of course, I baked a banana bread, right? I cleaned my house and I remembered to call my grandparents and I worked out and I read a book and I did all these things, right? That's like, you know, that's a day or a couple of days where I kill it. And, you know, other days I'm, I'm okay with, I brushed my teeth and I went for a walk. Like that was enough for me. Because I don't care at this point what produ productivity looks like for everyone else. I know what giving grace to myself looks like for me. And that's all that I can control. Me. And yes, like I still struggle with that, of course. But I'm, I'm working this out in real time to understand that this is not a productivity contest. This is a global pandemic that we're all just trying to get through in one piece, right? I can get very, very, very easily wrapped up in other people's opinions and energies, and I know that it exhausts me. So I'm really trying to be mindful of, like, staying grounded to myself, and I'm really just trying to practice that during this crazy time. Like, it's very easy to be negative right now. It is. It's so easy to be negative because things are scary and they're uncertain, but I'm clinging, like, with all, like, with my, with claws, I am clinging to trying to be positive and, and grateful and focusing on, you know, focusing on what I, I can do to support myself. And, and if I can support myself, then I can be of service to others. And I don't really know what that looks like, like, donating my time, donating my money, trying to, to help people, like, going and get groceries for my parents if they need it, like, if I can take care of myself first, I can, I'm inclined to do other things, right? I'm so blessed right now to have my health. So blessed. And so far, mostly everyone around me, you know, they're healthy. And I know, I know that some people cannot say that right now. I know that some people are, are struggling with their health. And, oh, man, I am thinking of you and I am praying for you so hard and I know that some people are dealing with money issues and struggles and unemployment and other insane factors. That, that's something that I hope that turns around quickly. Like, millions upon millions upon millions of people are out of work right now and, and have filed for unemployment. It's the highest it's ever been in, in known history. And that's, that's jarring. And it's gutting because I, you know, I can't imagine. I'm lucky that I cannot imagine not knowing how I was going to pay for, for groceries. And those are the things that, like, really 
are heavy on my heart because I just want people to be safe and happy and secure and, and, and fed, right? Just safe. Um, and, and, you know, having all of this knowledge, I know that like, I know things are hard, right? And I know that it's really hard to be hopeful and positive, but I'm trying to hold both of these things at the same time. Like, I am not going to allow my anxiety to control this time, right? And, like, I know that I can be grateful and hopeful and positive and also at the same time still know that this is a very hard and serious thing. Like, I can have both of those things at the same time, but I will not allow my anxiety to control it. And if you can resonate with that, please just keep reminding yourself that this is not a productivity contest. This is not a challenge of who can be the best at being home. This is a crisis that we're all hoping to make, you know, make it out in one piece. And that looks differently for everyone, which means that this process looks different no matter what. Like, no matter what you're doing in your life, you're doing it right. You're doing the best that you can, and that's all that we can ask, right? It's all I can ask for myself. And some days, like I said, I'll bake the damn banana bread, right? Some days, I'm not going to do anything, and that's going to be okay. I'll go for a walk, and then I'm going to sit and, and let myself feel what I need to feel. And, you know, if you're feeling guilty about that, just, just listen to me. Because, I listen, most of the time I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm pretty confident in this. What you're doing is enough, like, we need to stop saying, you know, we need to stop. I saw this thing the other day, and it was like, if you if you aren't, like, chasing your goals right now, it, you, you just don't have any discipline because you have all the time in the world. And that was, like, a really dangerous thing to read. Like, yes, now is the, if you want to write a book, now's the time to start. You have the time. But also don't put pressure on yourself and say that you don't have discipline. No, you also are just dealing with a global pandemic, and, and it's okay that it's not personally affecting you. It's absolutely okay that you're not, like, don't get yourself spiraled in fear like I was or am some days, but it's okay to, to feel sad and, and, and nervous even if you're not the one that's sick. That's a human thing. So doing your best in the best way that you can is good. Good enough perfect. <laughs> so anyway, whew. well, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, I feel like I hit a lot of points here today. Candles, Nick Jonas, productivity contest. There's just, this, this went, this went everywhere. Um, but I mean, I think it was needed for me as much as it might be for you. So anyway, let's have ourselves a good day. The sun is out and Let's just do the best we can and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing because we're all, we're all struggling. Anyway, have yourself a wonderful rest of the day.